Get ready. Woo! We are tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. All right, we are at Redbone's Bar and Grill for another season of the B3 Podcast. Got the regular cast of characters, Mr. Mike DeCourcy, as they say, voice of the Vikings. Hello, everybody, and even to my lion and cougar friends here we've tonight. Got, we've got go. the gangs all here. Washington Times, Herald Sports Editor Deluxe, and professional wing eater, <laughs> the Todd Father, Todd Lancaster. He gave me a thumbs up. Because he's eating. John Patrick Mullen, Mr. Cougar. Good to see you guys again. Is in the house. <laughs> and the legend, the only Lagodi basketball coach, boys basketball coach, to win a state championship, Mike Wagner. Glad to be here. It is good to be back. We are in the midst of it, aren't we, Deco? We are. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, right in the teeth of the season. Yeah, there is stuff going on literally every night, and I think we mentioned that on the girls' broadcast last night. Uh, you know, you had last weekend. You had obviously the you know rivalry game part one, and then into Saturday, and then then we have something radio wise Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday yeah, night, Saturday night. night. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got something going on every night, and I know the Todd Father has. How many games have you seen since January third, Todd? Well, this has been the best or the stretch without it. It was Monday, Tuesday, and now Wednesday that I don't have games. This is the first time that's happened. Also. Okay. Well, nice. I, I figured you were somewhere well, every night. Well, a couple things before we get going. Thank you again um, for this season. Our title sponsor, again, is Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Stop knocking on wood. That's my guy. My Give, guy. <laughs> my agent. That's my guy. agent. <laughs> 295-3129. Auto, home, life, renters, business, farm, and crop. We couldn't do this podcast without him. We'll hear more about Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance later. But thank you very much for your sponsorship as well. Let uh, Travis know that you heard about him right here on the B3 podcast. And the other thing is, Deco, I want you to real quick, uh, everybody, that the majority of the audience that listens to this podcast for sure People in Southern Illinois may or may not know, but I think you've probably seen a lot of shares on Facebook. Talk about um, Hagen and what you guys have going on with the site. Uh, well, just the the response has been incredible, and um, you know we 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 started a silent auction in conjunction uh, Bari Media, Bari Basketball, and was you know spent the last two or three weeks just. It's not like we begged people for stuff, but we just kind of said, hey, here's what's going on. We don't we don't want a million things. And, and, and still some people are bringing things in that are so good to yeah. bid on or so useful. But uh, all those items are listed on the, uh, the Bari Media Facebook page. They're pinned to the top of the Bari uh, basketball page. And I uh, talked to my friend, the Todd Father, today. He, he put in a nice bid on an item. I'm not going to say for what, but I think it looked good in the Beat Lab. Um, it's black and gold. It is it's black and gold. not red and white. It is not red and white. <laughs> talked to my, and, you know, I talked to my old – this is the part that I think is the best. Talked to my old friend Dave Smith, uh, who's probably spent more time on a Bar Reef website this week than he has <laughs> in his entire life combined. But, uh, you, know, you know, Dave has been uh, – he's been in on some bidding on some things and – and I, I I think a situation like this I not to not to start this thing on a bummer but last Wednesday night when they had the uh, the prayer thing for Hagen at, at Bar Eve I found myself on the floor the last thirty minutes to the point where usually not stereotype too much but it's my wife that ends up talking and I know I like to talk but uh, myself and and Jared Mathias ended up at half court at Cavanaugh Court. And just, you know, what, what's happened with his son, Landon, mm-hmm. it, it is a miracle. Um, it, it really is. It went from hoping Landon would, would live to, you know, can, can he maybe get, regain some movement mm-hmm. maybe in his upper body to now the kids talking about, you know, the next 365 days are critical. Can mm-hmm. I play baseball yeah. next year? He's jogging. Wow. He's and, jogging and, right and, now. And, 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 wow. I, and Jared just said, you know, he said, this just puts everything in perspective. And he said, you know, we've got a bunch of people that are wanting to come and, and, uh, and beat your butt on Friday night, and, <laughs> and you guys want to beat our butt, and that's the same. But, you know, they, they kind of felt that love uh, from all around when, when, when Landon 
you know, had his four-wheeler yeah. accident yeah. And, and the same thing. And, and you know, we just kind of said, man, it's too many bad things have happened to too many kids in our area since, you know, the late spring. Mm-hmm. And, and we need things to feel good about. And, and, you know, one of the things Jared said was, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't consider myself old. I'm hitting the middle ages. He said, but it, at this point, if it's, if it's cancer, if it's an accident, I, I've, had a, I've had a real good run. i got a family that loves me. Right. Quit wherever and however they decide a kid is going to get something like this, give it to me instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, if one doesn't win an item in particular, is there going to be a GoFundMe page also set up? Um, right now, what we are telling people, and I, and I actually, you know, I, before I give Wag any crap about Lagodi, I got a, I got a mes- message from a woman um, today from Lagodi, and she said, "Hey, I don't, I don't need or want any of these items. I just want to, you know, she didn't get to the game the other night, and she said, what, you know, is there a GoFundMe? And I said, you know, it's just checked Barreve in the memo, um, coaches versus cancer or Hagen Nepp. And uh, and and that'll get it, you know, get it where it needs to go. And uh, so no, we haven't started anything with with, with like that. And and you know, even even organizations like GoFundMe, which are pretty good, you know, still a hundred percent of the dollars don't go yeah. mm-hmm. to where they need to go. Right. It, it, at least okay. at least in, you know this mechanism. But you, you know, could send it to the school. You can send it, make, make it out to Barry, coaches versus cancer or Hagen, and and they'll get one hundred percent of the proceeds. And that's yeah. also benefiting Stephanie O'Brien, and the Barry right. music director as well. So. And um, before we, we move on from this point, class act by Coach Haywood in the Lagodi oh, Lions yeah, for, amazing. for coming over. I, I texted him, and I said, that's all class, and, 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 and Barry would do the same thing for them, sure. So as would the Cougars. So really cool. Um, so let's start um, Barry Lagodi. Let's wrap that up. First of all, one of the greatest JV games of all oh, time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I, Holt, Mark Holt and I were looking at each other. We're I saw him, yeah. Like I saw him do that. Yeah. I, yeah it, well, Wag, before we do anything, I would always heard about that game, and I thought, man, we'll never see another one like right. it. And by God, we got close. Tell us about that game years ago. Well, back in the day when uh, Mark and I had these great junior varsity battles, we were at Lagodi, and uh, I think Ernie Evans might have been a freshman or a sophomore. I can't remember, but he was splitting time. And he came in the fourth quarter, and he made the big difference. He tied the game up and all that. Then we go to the first overtime, and – I get the tip, and second overtime, we're holding the ball, and we go again. But make a long, make a long story short here, back in those days, you had the VHS stuck inside little mm-hmm. cameras. Well, we both ran out of tape in the third overtime, so we didn't get to see the end of the game on the tapes. <laughs> but uh, it, it, was, it was quite a game. And I, I think that Alan said that's when they decided to start doing university radio. They hadn't done it yet Yeah, right after that. So, All right, you know, I'll, I'll fast forward to the other night, and we get to the – Third overtime, and Mark turns. He's keeping score. Turns around and goes like this, you know. And I'm like, they're not going to do four. I'll be the guy that pisses in the. Back. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> JV basketball mm-hmm. should end at the end of four quarters, unless unless you want to go with uh, five free throw shooters. Well, or yeah. a or a. My wife and I had the same discussion. Hard overtime, and then if it ends, because. Because it's JV basketball, well, here's, it doesn't matter. Why would anybody want to turn this into a sudden death yeah. penalty kick soccer <laughs> match? <laughs> I do. You know how I feel about but, soccer. But here's we're my, talking about it, basketball. Alan and I were talking too. Like, of course, what do you got? Four minutes first. We start in the overtime. Three and a half now. Huh? For JV overtime? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was three. Yeah, yeah three thirty. I didn't even notice that. Which is which is ridiculous why in its own right. I, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Call Doyle. Let's find well, out. It's half a seven. <laughs> but I always thought it was four and then three. Or well, anyway, they had to go four. Next overtime, go down to three. Next time, go down to two. Yeah, no sudden death. They, but, you know, because yeah. it does take forever. It, you know? uh, I mean, it. Then you'd end up with eight throws. overtime throwers. So, you'd be uh, down to a it, minute. It, it cost one lo- local sports editor his deadline. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I'll tell you what. I just don't think we need. We need to treat JV like it's varsity. Takes away from it. Well, so, get, so it was more entertaining than the first half of varsity yeah, basketball at Shackamac. I'll get. <laughs> I, I was listening to you guys, yeah. so it was fantastic. But, <laughs> but let me tell you about the fact that some of these girls' JV games are two quarters. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of ours. A couple of them have somehow gone into overtime oh. as well. <laughs> and you know what? And the good sense. Of the folks at some sitting at this table, said enough. Yeah, yep. and at the yep. end of the two quarters, it was over. Over. So, 
Well, those weren't the Barry people. So what people <laughs> no, were they? Those were not. But yeah. back to that game, you know, sitting there keeping score, and I noticed that the Kavanaugh boy was 0 for 3 from three-point line, but he was taking good shots. I'm like, yeah. oh, evidently, they let him shoot that. And I said, Allen, he's going to hit one sooner or later. Well, we get to the third overtime. He did. I think the play was kind of busted, but he ended up with the ball. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as he let it go, I kid you not. You called bank. I said bank. I was listening yep, to you. Yep, I said bank, and there it went. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and here's the play call, and, and, and uh, Barry knew that Lagodi was going to really hard hedge that. Right. And and that was the play design that we were winning or going home, and uh, <laughs> and you know the the bank was open. I think you know the great shot. Love Nick Cavanaugh. Wish oh, yeah. we could have saved those three points for the varsity game. Yeah. There you go. But uh, but no, it, it was it, it was a great game, good atmosphere, yeah. and uh, I think I think you know fans you know got their five got, or six their, got their money's worth. I yeah. want to ask you guys something though, as all coaches and Todd that knows the game very well, in that JV game, Lagodi. Going against Bar Reeves one two two half court trap was dribbling exactly where Bar Reeve wanted them to on every single possession and made every pass tough. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that situation? My idea as I'm sitting there watching this JV game is why not dribble directly at the point guy? That way he can't hedge either way and then cut somebody through. Like right. what do you how do you coach that way? Well, well, you got to get ball reversal. You don't go into the trap and dribble right up to it. And, and our guys were doing that. And yeah. then then when you get ball reversal, you have a guy flash in the middle. I did that last night and we threw the ball away. That's where three times in a row. So, <laughs> but anyway, that, that I mean that's how you beat it. I mean, a lot of teams dribble up to the trap and then say, "Uh-oh, you know, right. what am I going to do yeah. with it?" So, yeah, that that's that was something that we didn't handle very well. Yeah, I just thought, you know, as and you I'm knew watching, it was coming. Well, right. and, and a lot of things, and, and you, Waggy, you can you can talk about this better than anybody. Sometimes when you get to that point in a JV game, you're stuck yep. with, with with the kids. Right, the kids who are quartering. Yep, they're out. They're they're, they're gone. They're, they're gone. Yep. Yeah. And and hey, you just have to roll with the you know the five or six guys that are left sometimes because yeah. you know it got to the situation with Barreve. You know one of the lineups that would have made sense would would have been putting a couple of freshmen out there together. Right. But they're counting freshman quarters too. Yeah, so exactly. so everybody's you know, there's this weird math yeah. below the surface that everybody's. And I know what a lot of people just well, get the eraser out. Huh? Well, but you know there's there's more to it. Talking than that. about quarters, another Mark Holt Mike Wagner confrontation. <laughs> Bart Hill was a junior, and I get him one quarter. Down, we're down, down at the old Cavanaugh court, and he knew I was going to play him third quarter. So they got the ball, right? Barry's got the ball. He holds the ball the entire quarter. <laughs> we're out there trapping, trying to get stuff going. We, I think we touched the ball twice <laughs> because that's the only quarter Bart's going to play, and he knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Good strategy. Yeah. So, now, so the rule is if you're in the game at the fourth quarter, the overtime doesn't it's count. It's extension, no. Yeah. Now, what, is that the same for multiple like yeah, yeah. You, so you doesn't if, matter. Yeah. You play yeah. eight overtimes. It still only counts still, as one quarter. Counts as one quarter. Yeah. But but no one else. You can't. If someone subs though, that counts against them at that point. Uh, well, you can come back in the game. You mean if somebody wasn't in the game, right? And didn't physically have, in yeah. the game at that. Moment. Yeah, you got to be in the game. If he comes okay. back in, that's another quarter. Yeah, that's what okay. I wanted. After, so if after, you go if, to Todd's point, there could be a reason to end this thing at some point. True. You know. But anyway, varsity game. Todd, you were courtside. What do you think? I think that Lagodi looked better. <laughs> Easy enough. They looked better. And if having Parker back didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. And if and if Bledsoe is back, they're even better. Better. Um, and that's probably going to happen at sectional time. And you're probably going to see an Orleans Lagodi matchup that decides who wins. And boy, will there be a, a, a re- even more of a reason mm-hmm. for Lagodi to want to win that ball? Right. Right. I, but I think if Parker doesn't play that game, it, it, it may be a different story because he, he made a difference inside with his body and with his size, and I think he had 10 points maybe or something like well, that. Well, and it wasn't just and, – and Josh was talking about this off air. It wasn't just the 10 points. Right. It was you have to bring that second guy. Mm-hmm. And, and Ligoti, yeah. Ligoti was 7 for 11 from three. Yeah. And you, you make 63% of your threes, you're almost always going to win. Right. And that's – you, you got to give an assist to Parker on that yep. because – you know, you, you you had to respect, you know, his patience, and mm-hmm. he can go right, he can go left, he can go right shoulder, left shoulder, right block, left block. You know, he, he can do everything, and I just, uh, you know, kudos to that kid. Yeah, I, and, 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 I, and I thought if he plays, it gives us a better chance. And But I really thought, and, and it gave him player of the game, but I really thought you could have given it to, to, given it to Drew Walker. I thought he played a heck of a ball game. He had the first four rebounds for us. Uh, he had a big key free throw rebound. Uh, hit, a, hit a couple of post-up moves, and, and I thought he played really well. But uh, I got a kick out of Josh when uh, uh, 
Leighton hit his first three, Josh was adamant about calling timeout because yeah. not knowing where he was, he was open. Well, you know? and, 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 and at that point of the game, what Josh was frustrated about was, and he said it on the coaches' show tonight, we, we helped on people we weren't supposed to help on, mm-hmm. and we were late to help on people we needed to be helping. And, and, and I think what, what, what sent, him, sent him to the moon right there <laughs> is we ran, we, we had worked to tie it, uh-huh. it was 8-8, eight eight, and we sprinted past the play. And Eagle had one from the corner where he literally put his finger up and measured the win, <laughs> missed it. And by that time, Donnie's running back into the play, but we're playing five on four, yeah. bat, 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 ball reversal, swish. Yeah, he's open. And, and, and I think Josh's frustration yeah. is not that he made the shot. It mm-hmm. was at least let's be in a position to make him shoot over, right. over us. And, well, and, and I also think that, you know, with, with Peyton being out, people are keying on late, not letting him get open, which is smart, smart move. But – I think getting Cam back helps because Cam has the ability to get into lane and create, and he's athletic, and I think having him back is a big key. Mike, so, you know, when Peyton goes down with an ankle up there at the, the last day of the Bobcat right. against Forest Park, you know, late in that game, and, uh, you know, collective groan from the Ligoti fans who were there. Everybody's heart stopped. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but at this point, you know, he's been out a couple of weeks, and uh, do you think – the depth and, and the confidence level, it's, it's just only going to help Ligoti? Yeah, it has to. I mean, the guys are playing without him, and, you know, they've won, what, three in a row now, I think, and played play, play pretty well, actually. But I, I just think it gives everybody else more confidence than saying, hey, you know, if I'm opening the game and Peyton's in the game, he's going to find me. I'm going to have to score because yeah. we're doing it now without him. So that's going to give them confidence to shoot the Is ball. Is he playing Saturday against Bloomfield? Mm, it's up in the air. It's day-to-day. He's I've, been practicing. So Was it a high ankle sprain? Yeah, yeah. very high. I, I, his dad sent me a picture two days later, and I'm like, oh, my goodness Is that gracious. the one that gets the, yep. the yep. big bruise? Yeah, and they had to, you know, they have to push the blood out, push it down, you know, and get it all out. But he's, he's practicing a little bit. Um, I'm hearing he's going to play. I think he's going to try it and see. Uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. But Is I that would, a Friday or Saturday night? Uh, it's a Saturday night okay. game. And uh, at this point, he'll be he had been gone three weeks. So, hopefully, he can play. If not, you know, wait till the modern day game. So my question is: Does John have a rooting interest in that game? Uh, Bloomfield Lagoti? Yes. As in, um, as in, do you? Do you not? Is there strategic North <laughs> Davies? We can talk about it off the air that? all night long. <laughs> <laughs> But right. we don't need to give anybody any ammunition. Exactly. Uh, Bloomfield may have had a little bit of that Twitter. Uh, ammunition talk uh, mm-hmm. about a year ago last year yeah um between you know you know how it goes on twitter i'm not yeah. on there for a reason but yeah. uh, well they usually find some motivation from this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my daughter um, won't let me get on twitter so I, I, I will say this tweet. um you know peyton bledsoe um you know obviously i've known peyton and jalen and peyton have played together right. for a long time and so i'm partial to peyton bledsoe and his abilities uh to lead that team and i Obviously, I don't want to see anybody hurt, but I hope he's back on Saturday yeah, night. I do, too. Before we move on, 56-game winning, home winning streak for the Vikings snapped. When was when was the last time? Who was the last Bloomfield. Person? Bloomfield. Was it Bloomfield? Yeah, it was Peter yep. Combs' brother. 2016. And, right? I, and I know this is – and John and I, and, I and, and Wag, I think you guys will, will believe this, but, you know, Todd, we, we talk all things basketball and have for years and years and years. The, 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 it was weird, like – the win streak was never talked about, ever. Yeah. And John, back when you were a Bari Viking for for a hot minute there, I mean, I mean, I know you were the the stat. You know, you d- you did a lot, but like, it just it just never came up. It I'm just, not gonna lie, I didn't know about it until the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I never I, heard. About I it. think I had maybe heard I, about I it. Knew, I, I heard when I, he I said knew it. that they had not lost in the big ship. I yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I threw it out there. Prior to our game last year, yeah. put a little pressure on Coach Thompson and the Vikings. <laughs> Didn't work out, yeah. but yeah. you know, I, I I'm not sure Barry really paid any attention. Yeah, I mean, we knew it, at, at, you know, especially because I th- was was the North Davies game. Did that make fifty last year? Fifty one, yeah. maybe. Okay, somewhere in that it, neighborhood. When it got to fifty, like I remember somebody saying it, and and I mean, you know, you get, you got to be good and you got to be lucky, and 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 there's there was some great games in, in oh, that yeah. in that stretch. You know, the Buggy Bowl last year was epic. Uh, did something happen during that buggy? <laughs> uh, it, 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 yeah, it made headlines. Uh, no, but you know what? Ryan Haywood's last year at Princeton, that Barry Princeton game, well, double two, overtime, was the best best game I'd ever seen in Kavanaugh Court. And two years ago, we came back, had a chance to yeah, tie at two, the end. Two yeah. years ago, Lagodi was down nineteen, yeah. and and did you, did you mention that Princeton game? Yeah, that Princeton yeah, game was yeah. incredible. 
That's double overtime. Double, double overtime, yeah. big shots. It was it was just amazing. Was Hayward the coach at Princeton when Bar-Eve, Let me see. That was an overtime game. Yeah. Down there <clears throat> with the okay. dove, with the dove with the doves. That was the year before. That was Coach Hughes's last year. Okay. okay. Was at Princeton, okay. which went to overtime, double mm-hmm. overtime, I think. Yeah. And then the following year, with basically the same cast of characters back, two doves for both teams because Princeton had everybody back. Bar-Eve basically had everybody back. When did you guys start playing? Then was that? Brian's last year. Brian's last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And 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 both those games, but but that that John, I think you may have been on air with me that night, but I mean it was big shot, big shot, big shot. I think Princeton made you know a dozen threes. We made thirteen or fourteen. I mean it was it it it, it was a, it was a glory. So anyway, in in that stretch, I mean you know we we we've been lucky a little bit too. We've been good and we've been lucky. Yeah. So before we move to uh, North Davis, got a little bit of a weekend coming up. Let's talk about Red Bones Bar and Grill, where we're going to record each and every Wednesday night, where the good times roll. Stop by, see Cindy and the gang, and uh, I don't know that I've ever had anything bad to eat, and the drinks always seem to be going down fairly well too. <laughs> if you want to call in your order, four eight six two six six three Red Bones Bar and Grill. Let the good times roll. Big weekend for the North Davies Cougars, as they've had a few over the last few months, but uh, got Linton Stockton on Friday night, and is that there? It's at, our pl- it's it's at, at your place. It's okay. at Cougar Day, okay. So um, what do you do to, to stop Joey Hart, the junior? Well, <laughs> first thing I want to talk about is how – I've heard for years. He's a senior, by the way, isn't he? I've heard for years. I, I, I'm going to Central Florida, right? All those things. But I've heard for years from Bar-Eve and Mike DeCourcy, you know, how Bar-Eve just continues to play big game after big game after big game. Yeah. I'm feeling that this right, year. Right, yeah. You think? And, <laughs> and you should because the schedule has been that. Yeah. And I started to whine and complain about it, and then I'm like – I'm the one who did, did it. <laughs> I did this. Who do I so, bitch at? Yeah. So shut up because yeah. you're the one who gets to go to Connorsville on a Saturday afternoon yeah. in Here's February. But Here's the deal. You beat Linton last year. Okay? Yeah. You have the same game. team, maybe a better team this year. I, yeah, both you know, better, you know I what I mean? I think both teams are better. Yeah. I, and if you beat them and you've already beaten Blackhawk, and then what is Bloomfield, ranked third? Second. 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 Yeah. Orleans is one. So – so if you beat those three teams, are you the two A state champion no. by default? No, by default, <laughs> by class default. You know, I don't want to get into the two A, three A stuff. I, I, I'm not going to tell the truth. I know, but that's I'm not going to tell the truth. But there's a truth to be told at some point down the road. Coach Hart and I know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Linton, they're number one in two A for a reason. Yeah. Um, they've got three college players on their team. Uh, they're built like men. Uh, we are grown men age-wise, and, and we're pretty physical. This team is more physical than we are. Um, you saw some of that with Northwood. Yeah. We it's ha- like their girls' team two years ago. They looked like a college yes. team mm-hmm. when they came out on the court. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a tough game because, honestly, Jay has played with three of those guys the past two or three seasons in the spring and summer. He's yeah. grown close. Now, are they going to be friends on the court? No. no. But they respect each other as players mm-hmm. and, and each other's games. Last year was kind of, of an anomaly because it was 24-23 and we weren't the ones holding the right, ball. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, I was going to ask about that's that. Still, I forgot about that. That still shocks me. Uh, so, right. Coach Hart asked me tonight, we were talking um, while I was heading into Ruler, uh, we talked for a little bit, and I wanted to make sure he knew where, where he was going to be seated because uh, he's not allowed to be on the bench. Uh, How so much longer is that? He's got a three more games. I was say, okay. yeah, it was good. Cool. So I he's going to be – I never did see I want to make sure he was comfortable where he's going to be, and he's kind of ID'd where he wants to be. But nonetheless, he's at practice, and he'll have them well prepared. But, uh, you know, it, it's, such a, it's such a big game. But then again, how big is it? Because the next night has always been the biggest mm-hmm. game, at least from North Davies' point of view. Is that at Barry? And, and it's, it's, it's at North Davies. Okay. It's Indy. So, so, you know, a year ago we went on the road to Linton. Mm-hmm. We won against Linton in a 24-23 crazy nail-biter, and there was no time to enjoy it right. because we had to go down and, uh, right. you know, and play Who Barry. schedules that? <laughs> now, now, that's a Brent Dalrymple long time ago maneuver. Yeah, it is. Despite John of being um, – being, I believe the bigger game is the Linton game this year. This year, 
You know, despite, well, despite being in the middle of red bones. Todd's with, bringing all the bar he'd hate tonight. Yeah. <laughs> all I know, of it. I'm just, I know I'm bringing his honesty. Well, real quick, to set it up, I got this from Alan Williams today. It's not the Rose Bowl. It's not the Cotton Bowl. It's not the Super Bowl. It's the granddaddy of them all. The Buggy Bowl. <laughs> I was wondering if there's going to be a horse in the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, that'll be on the open on yeah. Saturday. But you know, John, you, you, let, let's just say you guys, you know, you pull it out Friday night, which you probably will. Um, you think there's any kind of a hangover going into Saturday night? I just know that, that the hype. last year, coming out of Linton, and Dalrymple and I and Jay were, were, were just thrilled. We were just so fired up. Right. The moment they got on the bus, the moment I got in my parents' vehicle, that had to go away. Because yeah, we, right, so had, right, right. And so – you know, this weekend, same deal. Like, yeah. win or lose, if we if we win, we've still got to perform the next Let night. Let me ask right. you If this we still. lose, oh, my God, we've got to win yeah. the next but night. At least your, you're home. Which yeah. what your kids have been through over the last two seasons, would do? does Dalrymple even have to tell them, okay, forget it, let's move on? Or, or are they mature enough uh, now, they just go? I, Mike knows this. He knows our kids. I mean, he certainly knows the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys – would love to play a game every day, yeah. you know, to compete. Yeah. They, they love to win, but they love to compete. And they're all seniors. And Like, I don't so, see them getting too high. I don't care if it's another buzzer beater. They know Saturday's yeah, another day to lace it up. They want to win, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and they, were, they were. I think last year, could there have been a hangover for juniors? Yes. Mm-hmm. Could there be a hang? Will there be a hangover for seniors this year? No, I no. don't think there will be. I'm it sure. wasn't a hangover last year. I mean, Barry. No, but I mean, uh, that was just know, a hell. That was just a hell, a hell of a basketball. Of, I mean, it was unbelievable. Yes. That was well, a hell well, of a and, basketball and, game. And going into luck, and 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 we got on something else when I was talking about that win streak. I said I was getting ready to say luckiest of all was Jalen Mullen missing. You know, and not missing. He missed the open three, but you know, just getting the foul call going into. His motion on a 15 footer at the elbow, mm-hmm. almost unguarded. Yeah, I, you know that's lucky. We, the the timeout, the foul call. You know, it it was iffy. It was it was a 50 50 bang bang, mm-hmm. and, and we got a break. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think this year's team is a better team. You know what I mean? And I think that they're more mature. We're team. better. You know, we are a more better. Mature team, and they faced Penn, and they faced that Northwood team. Which, man, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want any part of them. In the state final, I'm not saying yeah. we're better than anybody that we play this weekend. I'm saying we're better this year than we were. What do you last do year? better? Yeah. What, what, are the, what do you do better? Uh, well, I feel like, I feel like offensively, other guys have more confidence in their scoring ability. And they're faster. We are definitely stronger. We added a new player, who is starting for us mm-hmm. in Austin Brower. I mean, was he uh, six five, six, six four, six four? Okay, left handed. Okay, but we have for the first time. Um, since Jalen, you know, started as a freshman four years ago, we have begun to run up and down the floor yep. and speed teams up, which have we been capable of doing that in the past? Yes, but it wasn't something that our coaching staff or our players combined were comfortable with. Now they are. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you know you know what? But Linton's also very comfortable at, yeah. at scoring them. I don't see a 3A team in that sectional beating them. No. Yeah. It, earlier this year I thought, eh, maybe Heritage Hills, this and that. But – do you see I, the number one team in 2A beating them? Do I? I would say this. I would not be surprised at all if North Davies beats if wins that game. It's at North Davies. Like I said, they, they, they've got confidence. They got one under their belt from last year. But I think if anybody gets them going down the stretch, it, it would be Linton. Yeah. Well, whatever happens. I remember last year when we did the podcast and interviewed all your guys. I'm like, do you guys ever have a game where you just blow somebody out? <laughs> whatever happens, it'll probably be one, two points. Well, we've begun to take luck out of the equation <laughs> by playing faster. Right. Yep. There right. you go. Are we giving up 10 open threes? Yes. Shackamack made nine. I mean, Shackamack hit nine. They took 29, but they made nine. We're giving up free points. We're also getting free points. Mm-hmm. Brandon Stickles on the top of that one, two, two. That's pretty tough. He's got a couple dunks already out. Yeah, of those are free. Tough. Those are free points yeah. that Jalen doesn't have to work his butt off to get somebody a bucket. Your length in that zone is amazing. I remember seeing that, and I'm like, man. But will Joey, Hart, will Joey Hart go off on Friday? I mean, he's certainly capable. I don't know how many Indiana All Stars North Davies has played. 
in the past 55 years. They've played a couple. I mean, Toby Madison was one of them in 93. Uh, Jaron Jackson. There's been a couple. Yeah. But Joey's an all-star. Oh, yeah. Indiana all-star. Should be, yeah. Um, John Harrell Computer has it 55-53 uh, Linton. So Ooh. even the computer, when you stick all that stuff in there, it still spits out almost uh, almost a dead heat. So it'll be interesting. Real quick, let's touch on the Washington Hatchets. Todd, you you watch them more than anybody at this table, I got to think. team in the history of basketball last Friday night. Uh, not quite on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the game on Saturday, and and they are obviously much better team than got blown out by Jasper. They could not make anything. Really? They couldn't make anything. I mean, they got to what thirteen points shots. and got stuck. They yeah, had. they just it just was it just well, wasn't happening. Like I said, when I saw the score, I said, surely somebody's sick or hurt. No. That, that the score just shocked me. It wasn't. And, and it I know was, talking to Dwayne, the, the game down at Boonville Friday night, he, he couldn't have been, as the broadcaster, couldn't have been higher. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Yeah, don't proclaim us 3A sectional champs, man. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just saying is I think that you're the best team in that I'll tell you, there's some good competition right? in there, you know. Well, but Hair I mean. To Chills and Pike Central beat Hair to Chills. Right. Southridge. And I, think there's a, I think there's a lot of teams. Yep. And they're all looking up at North Davis. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely, they're the best, they're definitely the best team in that sectional. But on any given night, and John now, knows this, if you're not scoring and you're, in, you're missing shots, man, it's going to be tough. I don't know why John didn't bother to put Scottsburg on this schedule. <laughs> well, you can't put everybody on there. My goodness. <laughs> the, t- the team I'm really well, – and by the way, I've got emails all the way back to 2020, 2021 trying to get Heritage Hills on the schedule really? for a two-year contract. And they never, huh. uh, they never say, could fit it in. This. I saw Scottsburg play yep. against Mark Rohr's team at um, Gibson Southern. Gibson Southern too. tournament, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a very good basketball blew team. Blew them out. And I think they're a team that no, that everybody's sleeping Are on. Are they 2A or 3? 3A. 3A. I think everybody's sleeping on Scottsburg, and I think people are sleeping on uh, Memorial. Well, but, we're going to Connorsville, and they're just, they just beat Noblesville by 11. So, uh, I mean, Noblesville's a top 10, 4 team. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have tried to play – as many good yeah. teams as possible with as many different styles as possible. And There's you, some other schools I wish we would have played. Jennings County is a 4 school I wanted to play. Jennings County's having a great year. I wanted to yeah. play them, and we never could get it worked yeah, out. Yeah, they're I, having a great year. I don't know if – We had uh, to play conference games. Yep. That's right. I, I don't know what re- – nobody knows what regional is going to look like. So you could you could have Scotts – you could have Scottsburg. That's true. You could have Memorial, I guess, too, right? Yeah. You could have – Speaking of the regional, why did they do this realignment yeah, stuff? Yeah, I was going to bring that I up. I don't understand it. Why? Why, Mike? I, 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 now, the way it's been explained to me, I was putting my list in order, Let's get Brian. Jeff Doyle on here. He, might, he knows I, no, what the answer is. Well, and, and, and basically, the commissioners of each sport, it, they've got, you know, kind of underlings on, on – he says it's like a puzzle fitting together. And everybody says, well, this team should go here. And he says, but what people don't understand is that there is a sectional, you know – three hours away that's going to be impacted by you know this and that so it, i think on the surface he's making it sound maybe more complicated than it is but i also understand you know hey why can't springs valley just go back down there or orleans go back down mm-hmm. there you know there, there's there's other things there's other things at play i'm 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 just thinking that that when it's all said and done it's much to do about nothing yeah and you're gonna have to beat scottsburg or you're gonna have to beat memorial or you know what I mean? Or you're going to have to beat those teams. So I didn't know if you were asking. Another. Were you alluding to why the regional semi-state format changed? Or well, it's uh, regional. The it's regional is regional different. And, and the semi-states, the semi-state you, you got to win two games. Yeah, that's state. just brutal. That's, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's just because that's, it's that's cha- the next step's a state. That's why I can't understand. I don't know. It's, so. cha- it's changed but it's for the been sake of change. And and I think everybody at this table right now, Bar-Eve, Lagodi, North Davies, and Washington. And some of us who've been on multiple sides of it, John Mullen. Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh, every side. Of yeah, every side of it. <laughs> we have all probably seen our respective schools play some of our very best and most memorable memorable games yeah. in that one game semi state. Mm, yeah, and I, and I think they're trying to. Josh Peelmeyer. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Josh Peelmeyer. Mm-hmm. Bard Hill. Yeah. Jackson Dell last year. Brian Ackland I mean, went off. Right. You know, Brian Ackerman at, at Southport. Logan James. Logan James. Logan, they made a movie about it. I mean, so we've had a, anybody that says, all oh, the semi-state's anticlimactic. It's like, I think we've got a not lot of evidence Seymour around this table was, that it's not. Not at Seymour. No. 
Yeah. And Bar Hill's right. shot was the biggest shot in southern Indiana for exactly seven days. Yeah, yep. seven days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Seven days. And I saw him at a at an establishment in Bloomington a couple of years later, and I was with some you, friends of mine. You were with me when we saw him before an IU game one time, but no, you had seen him another time. Too. I had seen him another time, too, yeah. about it, and I was trying to explain to somebody. It was the night of a, of a Ligoti sectional or something. We were up there. I was with some friends of mine from Purdue, and um, – you know, I was trying to explain this to, and then they, here's this guy standing right next to me, <laughs> and I was like, "And let me tell you about him." <laughs> Upstairs at Nick's, the, up, yep, the yep. upper level at Nick's, sinking it. Well, before we move on, um, speaking of the John Harrell computer, do you know who wrote that algorithm for the the computer? Either Sagrin, Travis Brett, oh. or Travis Brett. It was Travis Brett. Okay. Yeah, wow. but Travis Brett, Farm Bureau Insurance. He what he invented Netflix. He played for the Pacers. Yeah. And he wrote the John Harrell algorithm. But he's at 304 JFK Avenue, and he, you can get insurance. Auto, home, life, renters, business, farm, and crop. He's been the part of the Martin County business community for what seems like ever. Mm-hmm. Big supporter of all area activities. He was an Earlham Quaker. And Travis one, Brett. One heck of a nice guy, too. Farm Bureau good insurance. Heck of a golfer. A very good golfer. Yes. Yeah, he and Anthony Bradley went, uh, was it to Kiowa? Or I can't remember where they went. Or was it Tory Pines? Tory Pines. Tory Pines, yeah. yeah. Went out there and did really well in a, in a pro-am type situation. But real quick, let's touch on girls basketball. We all at this table watch a lot of girls basketball. The draw's coming up Sunday, right? It is Sunday. Yeah. Yep, yep, the draw is. And um, some area teams playing well. Bar Reeve, let's talk about them real fast. They got South Knox tomorrow night. And they end with South and North Knox. That's a hell of a way to end no the season <laughs> to go into the well, tournament. And, and I think last a, a year ago, tomorrow night, was one of the most enjoyable nights that we've had on air for girls basketball in a while. And uh, it, it, it was a night where <laughs> everything went right for us against South Knox. Yep. And, uh, you know, we go over there and we don't just win. We kind of win going away. Yeah, we did. Uh, on a night when the Sagarin computers had us as a 25-point underdog. Wow. And I think we saw that the sectional wasn't going to be the walkover that everybody thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know – my favorite chapter of season on the brink is the one where he talks about getting in, getting in position to get into position. I think it set us up really well coming into the new season. That who was Mike Jomi getting in position with? Uh, NC State. No, uh, no, no but that. yeah, I know what you mean. No, but you know, am I going to say we're the favorite? No, am I going to say we're the co-favorite? No, but do we have a shot? Yeah, I think the section's wide open. Yeah, I, I, really I think do. it really is. I do. Yeah, I'm I just saw Reve lose. I, I saw Reve lose this year. I'm just going by. By scores, I haven't watched much of Vincent Gervais other than when they played Bar-Reeve, and Bar-Reeve had them beat. They had their first lead with two and a half minutes left in overtime. Mm-hmm. Those girls did not think they could beat Vincent Gervais. And, yeah. and, you know. Well, even in Ligoti's championship years, they, they had to get over that mental hurdle two or three times before well, they think, finally conquered I think, it. I think Gervais was in 2A during both of those years, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Hadn't they been not not the, the first year. The first year, I think they were still 1A. Yeah, I, I think mean, they were still yeah. The second year, I think they were yeah. already in 2 Yeah. Yep. But, so. but but Reve's had some they've had some rough weeks here. They yeah. be by Just North watching Davis. scores. They got beat by North Davies. But Reve right? uh, and Tecumseh are the only two coming. teams I know with losing records still in the top fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were because they're point, dangerous. They, they can were be. one point. But I, I just watching scores. I think they're I think they're getting better. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a good test. Um, been kind of a tough season for for Lagodi. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Coach Smith. I listen a lot of a lot of your games that you and, and Greg do, and guys are, are the best. But thanks. Um, but they're he, young. He's frustrated. Yeah, I mean, he's just frustrated, yeah. and then there's a lot of things to work on. Mm-hmm. And but I'm telling you, that Cougar team. They play hard. They'll guard you at five spots. And um, when, there's just when, too much talent in that sectional. When, yeah. When Zorman's scoring, talent. but it's they two can A be sectional. They're two A sectional. Oh yeah, that's right. Jo- yeah. Joey, this is year five, I think, for Joey. Uh, I think that's right. Anyway, he's not won a sectional game because he seemingly draws the draws, state yep. champion every yeah. year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I've forgotten about the, but they are. I think they're improving, and 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 they'll get after you, man. I mean, Bar Reeve got out of that game with the skin of their teeth, and but I don't know. There's been a team improved from the first game to now more than the Washington Lady Hatchets. Mm-hmm. Gretchen's got I, their I wouldn't have given. I wouldn't have given them a chance to win that sectional this year. Yeah, and uh, already have high hopes. Had high hopes at the beginning of the year for next year. Right, but I think they're probably just they're that game. Whereas they could win. 
they could win that sectional. Liv and I went to the game Saturday, and what a finish. Shane Hawk just with no hesitation drains one from yep. the volleyball line to win that. Oh, wow. it, was, it was a lot of fun, and, and uh, it was it was kind of cool to watch. But, yeah, I think I – think, uh, I, I think – Coach Miles likes where they're at right now, and, and I think I think she more than that. I think she likes her team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, meaning I I think it's probably a fun group for her to coach every day, mm-hmm. and she can see it. At just you know, we, the we times can, I've talked to her, she's I think she's having a blast. Yeah, this we year. we ref for her in the summer league when she yeah. plays all the Australian teams. I I just love refing those games and listen to her talk to her kids. Yeah. you know, in the summertime, she just so she's so positive. You know, when she's talking to them and she kids around with them, but she's very serious and. I know I watched them this summer. I'm like, holy mackerel, they've got some size. My yeah. goodness. But yeah, they're little – I mean, the guards, you know, I mean, they're, they're decent, but well, like they've I, had in the past. After the, fir- the very first game of the year, you know, she said, we need a point guard. Yeah. We need yeah. a point guard. And I think she's developing. Yeah. She's developing. And I'll say this, too, about them. They were a team that I thought the tide was going out on this year. Yeah. But it's not. The tide is coming in. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're is it, isn't right. the Browning girl the only senior? Yes, yes. I believe I thought. so. So wow. that, my goodness, three, four more years. Yeah, they're, they're like you said, Todd. Next, you were looking to next year. Yeah. I, don't know, I mean, next year might be here. Yeah. They, they, know, they've I, got to get over that turnover bug a little bit, right. just like the Lady Vikings. They, they can good. come in bunches. They're probably not going to have a real good chance come regional time. Right. But you know, I think that where they are right now is every bit of where she wanted them to be. And and like I said, there are some freshmen and some girls coming in mm-hmm. next year. And they are just going to be scary. And I think yeah. I think Wag can tell you, you know, a lot of a lot of your best seasons as 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 a coach are not the state runs. It's those years that you're 12, 13 wins, and somehow you win, you win the sectional. Exactly. And, and it's like you, you you develop kids, you get better, and and you know it sets things up for the mm-hmm. future. And I know Wag, you've been a part yeah. of a bunch of those. They learn how they learn how to win. Like that too. They learn how to win when they're losing too, and and they get that positive mindset. I, that's that's pretty good. A couple pretty more key. things. Um, IHSA um, put out a letter today talking about um, the, the the officiating and then the conduct of fans. And I noticed in the executive report that um, ejections um, are up a little bit for coaches, despite a two-game uh, suspension rule. Way up for players. Wow. Up a little bit for fans. We have had some times, and I'll tell you, we played Shackamack up at the White River Valley Tournament. We had a lady behind us that – She was cutting a wrestling my promo. My God, she needs to get an officials of ice. Wow. I mean, I, every single call, and it didn't matter how obvious. And I just – I urge people – and listen, I've been guilty. But I, 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 as I've grown older and hopefully a little wiser, I try to, uh, try to take everything into consideration. But – Go watch a basketball game sometime when you don't have a rooting interest, when you really don't care who wins or loses, and listen to people. Mm-hmm. And it's no wonder we have a shortage of officials yeah. in the state. Yep. Let me uh, let me give you some insight. Trent, uh, Trent Olson wrote that wrote that story mm-hmm. for the HSA, and he's the AD at North Central Farmersburg. And uh, I sent him a quick email after I read it. And a lot of, by the way, it went out to all the ADs and principals. And a lot of folks just delete it. Sure. We get so much. Mm-hmm. I, I read it because. Really well written. Yeah. And, and so he wrote me back, and this is what he said. I'll tell you the story behind it real quick. The news guy, I'm assuming WTHI, was down in the main gym for a high school game. And I was running back and forth from a junior high boys game in the other gym. I was telling him that people at the junior high game were nuts over a seventh grade boys game ref. Guy that was a ref was a grad student in Indiana State and doing pretty well in my opinion, but since he is young, the fans thought they could run all over him basically. Newspaper guy and I were just talking about it and that is where it got started, but thanks for reading it. It won't make a difference, I doubt, but just crazy how bad it gets at some of these games. And I'm thinking if it's bad at North Central, yeah. not a bad school, right. and not a, not a, you know, you can imagine what it's like in some places. Mm-hmm. And, I've, by the way, yes, I've read for 20 years, and, yes, I can be a lunatic parent, and there's a reason sometimes why I'm looking through the glass in the hallways <laughs> and not in the gymnasium the the gym. where I'm sitting in the far left corner <laughs> yeah, right. of the like hospitality room. You are ready to put, or watching ready the game. To put a, a red and white sweater on John and start playing the game, where in the world is John yeah. Mullen? <laughs> but, but you know what? If I'm going to be upset, I don't want people necessarily hearing what I have to say, so I'm out in the hallway mm-hmm. or I'm in the hospitality room, you know? And, and it's not about the officials. It's usually about Jalen throwing the damn ball away or something stupid. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's, it's just like I say, go watch a game when you don't have a rooting interest and just watch people. And and listen, folks, if you're one of those people that is, is every single it's call, every call, get a light. 
license. Exactly. Because you obviously are doing a great job refereeing. Uh, well, and, and I'll piggyback on what you said a second ago, Brino. I that Lagodi first game against Evansville Christian this year. Mm -hmm. I just we decided we're not going to go, but man, we're just going to turn this on and we're just going to watch basketball. You also see how good these officials are. Mm -hmm. They really, really because are. Because I don't remember a single call that was made in that game where I thought, Ugh. it was just a well-played game that I – lots of scoring, two great players going at it. On and, the, and, I, and I didn't I didn't notice the officials one time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there were people from both places that left pissed off after it was over right. thinking this. But, you know, as somebody who was kind of a neutral observer – it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. They're, well played, well officiated. They're going to miss call. They're going to miss calls. But guess what? Like in that art, you know, your baby boy also, you know, just went zero for five. Right. You know, from inside the free throw line too. Everybody's going to make mistakes, yeah. and it they're human, and they're looking at it. Yeah. You know, but uh, and, and and unfortunately, guys are dying. Look at the old. average age the of the officials. Dying, literally, and, and, and you yeah. think about the guys who have passed away recently that were unbelievable in all the sports, and they covered mm -hmm. all our area schools, and mm -hmm. they're not coming back. And, and I don't think, and I, we've said this on this podcast before, IHSA is doing a, some. I don't think they're doing enough to, to capture this. And, well, and, and John and, is part of that. Mike is part of that. They're training up their – PE classes, is it, that, that you've got the uh, – Scholes is doing it, too. Scholes they have a officiating class, yeah. I think maybe even Washington. I'm but, not sure. Um, and, and, and not to put, you know, people like John or Aaron Ash or, or, or Corey over at Ligoti or, or – uh, Brian. Larry. Bryson. Larry at, 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 uh, at Washington. But eventually what's going to happen is you're not going to have officials drive, you know, an hour yeah. to make $75 – and then drive an hour back, eventually there's going to have to be, and I don't know how you do this, but there's going to have to be a massive pay increase. Pay increase. You, you, do, do you want to recruit well, more officials and retain them? And, and take the chance of having some lunatic put your picture and your name on Twitter or something. Yeah. You know, because you accidentally called a travel when it, you know, wasn't. But. When little Johnny just missed five free throws. Right. <laughs> It's a, and we all get that. mad. I understand yeah. that, yeah. but there's a there's a you know it's okay to but just because you paid six bucks mm -hmm. to get in doesn't mean you can just say absolutely anything. Well, and, and 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 I I enjoy refereeing, you know, and I I've got a different perspective from when I was coaching, but um, you know, not to mention names, but we were doing a game a little while back, and it was a sixth grade boys game A and B, and. Of course, the, the head coach was up talking to his players, you know, and, and saying things. He never really got mad or belligerent. But the assistant coach on the bench was saying stuff derogatory. And during a timeout, the other official I was with said, hey, you need, you need to keep your mouth shut on the bench. You're not the head coach. He goes, make me. <laughs> okay. He said, okay, you're gone. Yeah. Take him out. Made yeah. him go set. No, set, that's set, easy. Set the, yeah, set in the uh, uh, locker room. So that, that kind of thing you got to put up with. But this was a sixth grade game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mike, you know, you and I were – we're grown men, oh, right? Yeah. We're, we, we've seen and done a lot, yeah. And, and we're we're old enough. But you know, Jay, you know, he's officiating yeah. now, and he enjoys it. But how many guys are going to be built with that exterior to mm -hmm. put up with the, right. the kind of stuff yeah, to tune that out? out. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just worried about when all these guys do retire. Ron, mm -hmm. you know, Ron Grimes after 50, he's, all yeah, these guys done, yeah. are, are move on. Who's going to be there? Right, that's and, what I wonder. And the two sports that I worry about the most are are baseball. And Friday night lights football. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to give up? I know 10 Illinois. or twelve Friday nights. Right. First of all, your wives aren't going to let you. You know, I mean, and a lot of these guys are probably doing it because they don't want to be around their wives, and I totally get that. <laughs> we all get that to some yeah. degree. But I don't. What young person wants to hang out on a football field for ten Friday nights? Mm -hmm. Well, and I know in Illinois they're they're having to reschedule games a lot for Saturday afternoons. There's not enough officials. Mm -hmm. I think that I think though that. The further you are from fans, the easier it is to be an official. In football, luckily, you're you're far enough away that you don't have to hear as much. No, you and don't hear it. It's just being there on. You're yeah, giving right. a, yeah. you, you work fifty hours a week, Monday through Friday. You probably are refereeing youth football games through the week. Yeah. Like, who wants to waste a weekend night? Like, I, I just don't see this generation having the same passion mm -hmm. for my, high school football that my my son Jay my Slater son. does. My middle son, <laughs> I always thought would want to end up doing that in college or something. You know what I mean? Just to make some money. And and he said, 
he looked at me like I was stupid. stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he and he loves basketball and he understands the game. He there's no way he said he would put himself through. That. I won't tell you who, but it's somebody who recently graduated. Uh, somebody got sick and ne- and Simon J needed someone last night for four games. They pay thirty dollars a game. Mm-hmm. It's one hundred twenty dollars for. I mean, it's three yep. hours of work. It's forty dollars yep. an hour. Right. And a nineteen year old had to study, but he was with you know he was with his girlfriend. Like, there's no way that my girlfriend's worth. $40 an hour if I'm 19 years old. Exactly. That's a lot of money. Apparently, you've never been to Singapore. Like yeah. I have. Wow. Well, on that note, we're going to get to what I told you guys to kind of prepare for. I'm going to – now, maybe this – I've been living under a rock, which is – there's a chance, but I know music pretty well. I did not know about this, and maybe you did, but I didn't know about this. Well, then close your eyes and try. 1982, long before Dionne Warwick and Friends. Wow. I had no idea. Did he write it? He he did not write it, but but he recorded it. It was on, do you remember the movie Night Shift with Michael Keaton? An early HBO classic. It was on that soundtrack, and then it was on... uh, Henry Winkler. Yeah. Henry Winkler and Michael Michael Keaton. Keaton. I think I like that version better. You can't beat his voice. That's just no amazing. idea. And this was in 1982. The Warwick was what spring of my junior year, wow. so 86. So I learned something this week, and <laughs> here we are. Well, you can't talk about Rod Stewart without talking about Jeff Beck, who passed away this week. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the visionary, visionary guitarists. One of the big three. Page Clapton Beck from the Yardbirds in the mm-hmm. 60s and all of this and that. And the question you were going to ask is, what's the best Rod Stewart? I think that Faces Rod Stewart yeah. is some of the best music ever. Mm-hmm. Rod Stewart's solo stuff, immediately following that, where the Faces serve basically as his backup band, um, and his stuff with Jeff Beck, it doesn't get any better than that. And the truth is, he's in Vegas now, he's doing... Had huge success Ameri- singing those American old standards. standards, yeah, and this and that. But if, if, but uh, but Rod's to right up to seventy five, and then I, I don't care anymore. Well, before I put uh, everybody on their spot to list their top three Rod Stewart songs, here is what Billboard, or I'm sorry, uh, Rolling Stone magazine readers listed the top 10 number 10 Young Turks, number nine The First Cut is the Deepest, written by Todd Lancaster. Hmm, I don't know. Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens, okay. Uh, then You're In My Heart, Sailing, which I wasn't familiar with, Hot Legs, The Killing of Georgie, Killing of they Georgie. ranked number four. Part two. I saw that when I was looking at it. I'd never heard of that song. I listened Part to it. Two. Um, Mandolin Wind. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Tremendous song. And Maggie May. Maggie so, May, number one, right? What do you think? What's your top three, Deco? My top three. <laughs> So, his one and two okay. are on my list. All right. Mandolin Wind and Maggie May, mm-hmm. which is, is what I tried to uh, name my first child, but my wife had none of it. Mandolin? <laughs> Maggie DeCourcy. So, Reason to Believe Unplugged. Okay. But, okay. All right. It's fine. I like the passion. This is a, after post-75. Reason to Believe was written by Tim Harden, too. But, but this old heart of mine. Okay. And then, here, hang with me here. I think the song Ooh La La launched, hang on, launched the commercial success of Tiger Woods. The first big hit Nike commercial was Tiger Woods. Hello World? It was post-Hello World, but he was in the British Open, and they they had transposed him like, you know, the, the, the... golfing he did you know early on television it was a brilliant commercial that sent him into orbit so it's culturally I think, I think ooh la la touches a vein with every person with the line you know i wish i knew now what i knew then yep and you don't you can't you don't have to go any further than that because that is the mantra of everybody at middle age um yeah i'm gonna say Maggie May is one of the great ones. Every picture tells a story. 
is a, is a fantastic song. I'm going to throw my boy Jeff back in there with People Get Ready. Um, his remake of the old Curtis Mayfield song. Um, and, and I will say this. Anybody who wants to hear a raw Rod Stewart, listen to Jeff Beck Truth and uh, Jeff Beck Beckola. And Rod Stewart is one of the three greatest rock singers in 1969-1970. Um, he's not the star. You know, Jeff Beck's guitar playing is the star, but um, you pick those up at some point. But like I said, ooh la la, absolutely right there at the top. Every picture tells a story. Maggie May, Mandolin, Mandolin Wind, um, uh, anything off that Gasoline Alley album. Okay. So, well, I tell you what, I, I, you can't go wrong with Maggie May. I've always, if it comes on radio, I turn it up. I don't care yep, where I'm at. I agree. Um, I like um, You Wear It Well. I yep. like that oh, one. You Wear good. It Well is yep. tremendous yep. song. And uh, here's a story. My third one is Tonight's the Night, and here's the story behind it. My senior year, it was, I was on a committee. We were trying to figure out what theme song we're going to use. So everybody's throwing in Stairway to Heaven. Hell, everybody's using that. We're not using that. You know? And I said, let's do Tonight's the Night. What a great theme. Tonight's the night. Prom night and all that until yeah. we started listening to the words. <laughs> <laughs> Spread your wings and let me come inside. I don't think so. I don't think so. We actually tried to do it, but administration said, nah, let's pick yeah, another let's one. Let's try something else. Yeah, let's pick another one. So uh, we didn't get to uh, use that one. Uh, I'm going to go with Maggie May. Stop there, but I'm going to piggyback on your prom shot down <laughs> because Never Say Goodbye was shot down by Bon Jovi by the, the, the nuns that be Washington Catholic oh, because really? you can't lose more than that in my back seat, baby. <laughs> the class theme of the 1987 Red Hill Salukis, by the way. Uh, WC shot that prom theme yeah. down, uh, Never Say Goodbye. The two final choices we had for the class of 82 at Huntington North um, – was Eye in the Sky by the Alan, Alan Parsons, Parsons Project. Project. And what we ended up with was Freebird. Oh. Probably a little, you know, a mm -hmm. little... A little hard on some of the old young... But you know what? Yeah. Like I said, it was... Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was... It, that's what we wanted to be. We're free and young. And Guys, this podcast is keeping us forever young. That's right. There you go. Well, there, that was my, that's, yep. um, was been my honorable mention. Uh, I got tonight, tonight at five, downtown train at four, Maggie made three, hot legs at two. Oh, I hate that song. And, I do too. And Todd's going to absolutely hate this, but I used to listen to this song. It was one of the first real albums I had. I love Young Turks. I love that song. Okay. It takes me right back to whatever, Young, however Young old Turks, I was. Young Turks was one that was like, I think my freshman year of high school. And I mean, there's so, so there's sort of that whole fantasy that you're going to head off with this girl and, and Young Hearts is, is, is free tonight. Is, is Rod Stewart the, like in a musical class all to himself? Like, he's Does he do things where normal fans of normal types of genres – all right, I'm, I'm, I, I love Love Touch. There, I said it out loud. I love, I love Love Touch. You Nobody that. else could do it. Nobody else could get away working. Yeah. Are you recording? Okay. Yeah, we got that. I, I love Love Touch. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm opening my heart to the world. There you, go. you know the video for Forever Young, and you, it's a great video. It's from, what, about 87? I'd say 88. Was, that, kid was, that kid was ugly, let's be honest. Well, that kid was not his kid. What? Everybody thought that the, the little kid in the denim jacket that was riding in the back of the pickup with him was his child. No, he's an actor. An actor. An ugly oh. actor. Because, first of all, Rod Stewart had three or four supermodel wives yeah. who apparently he calls every day. And he is still friendly with each and every one of them. They, they are, of course, it, he's rich. It's a close, extended <laughs> family. But some of these, some of these women are... Pretty, pretty wealthy, hot. pretty wealthy. Yeah, and they're still hot yeah. too. Yeah. Well, Mike, they're yeah. a little older. Well, now. talk about videos back in the early <laughs> they might days. Still be in your wheel, world, eighteen to sixty. <laughs> USA Night Tracks, HBO Video, Jukebox. When TBS used to play, Infatuation was a great video. It was a, it was a yeah, mainstay. All I right. kind of wish Rod had died this week so we could have had this. <laughs> did he? Uh, oh, wow. Actually, his brother died last week. Did That's, he ever do a duet yeah. with anybody? And make a hit? I don't remember. Do do with somebody either no, like a woman or no it seems to me like yeah I, I think he did one with some woman yeah I and I, I, he and Tina Turner had the same hairdresser yeah. okay. I think in the in the 80s. you're right 
like I said, Rod Stewart became a, he went from being a rock star, and I mean a rock star. Still banned a, from Evansville, Indiana, right? Wasn't that always the rumor? And oh, to, really? Well, to yeah. being a pop star. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think I read I that. I believe he was supposed to have played uh, at the soda, pop, <laughs> no, the soda Pop Festival. Yeah, Bull Island. Really? On Bull Island, which is well worth a conversation at some podcast. That's a deep dive. That's a deep the, dive. That's one we need to, to yes. I but don't even was, know. Uh, yeah, I we read, need all, to do I read this all that. I don't yeah. know. It was, it Woodstock was, Part 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about Part 7. Well, but it was like 1971. But that's I that's think. the size that they were. I mean, that's the real. And where's this at? Evansville. Great. Well, sort of. Sort of. It's unique because it's in one of those areas on the Wabash River that is where the island kind of bends uh, out. Okay. Yes. And it's like, is it in Illinois? Is it in Indiana? And gotcha. both counties have to take care of it. So basically, they. Long story short, they had. We're going to apply for a per- permit here and a, and a permit here, knowing that. They're the right hand's be, not going to talk to the left hand. It was supposed to be in Cha- uh, Chandler, Indiana. At a, at the, is there still a speedway? Yeah, in still Chandler? Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be at the Chandler Speedway. Got denied by the Evansville City Council and whomever, or whomever hmm. else. And they had to move it at the last minute to Bull Island, where they had like 300,000 people, open air drug market, four police officers, wow. uh, <laughs> 12 porta potties. Yeah. yeah, 12 porta potties and, and cars. Cars backed up to my, Terre Haute. My, my father-in-law, who, like who has stuff. a story for everything, but he, he still talks about driving from Washington down Highway 57 like he was going to Petersburg and cars just being pulled over on the side of the road where people had just got in and really? said, we will hitch the next hour. Yep. Wow. ZZ Top, Cheech and Chong. Wow. Look it up, Mike. Just, just real fast, give the people what they uh, – I have not – headlines. Yeah, we need to do a uh, Santana, podcast on I this. I don't know there. about this. Santana was – Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes, I believe, yep. were there. They opened, I believe. Um, what? 71? 71, Two. 72. Two. I did not know about this. Uh, well, there's our next All episode. right, so I think it was Rod Stewart and the faces flew over and said, nope. Yep. Really? We're yeah. Not be a part Ninth, of that. Yeah. An estimated 300,000 people attended Labor Day weekend 72. Yep. Um, it was the Erie Canal Soda Pop Festival or the Bull Island Music Festival. And Griffin, Indiana was actually that. the location. Had a capacity and a setup for 55,000 people. <laughs> wow. For 300,000 people. Uh, here we go. Tina Turner, Edgar Winter, new writers of the Purple Sage. Which is actually an offshoot of the Grateful Dead. Ooh, let's see wow. here. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Black Sabbath, Joe Cocker, the Almond Brothers. You're shitting me. Most people didn't show up. Can't Heat, Fleetwood Mac, Ball and Jack, the Amboy Dukes, Bob Seger. Um, Ravi Shankar, Albert King, The Doors, Brownsville Station. This is Woodstock. Yeah, Black Oak, Arkansas. I'll just but, go through some of the notables. Uh, Nazareth. Uh, but I, I think yeah. half of them yeah, never San, performed. Yeah, Santana performed. Foghat performed. Uh, Rory Gallagher performed. Uh, Vince Vance and the Valiants performed. <laughs> Ted, Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes performed. And then that's when the riots started. Oh, Wow. We, yeah, we need to do a podcast. Four people drowned. This. Four people drowned. Oh, you're shitting me. No. Over to left and right. They burned up. It was more like Woodstock. 99? Yeah. 99 <laughs> than right. it was Woodstock. Yeah. Um, well. and people should have known better back then. I mean. Maybe yeah. maybe I need to send that, that out as a homework assignment there tonight you go. for everybody. No kidding. Uh, there, there's a documentary on it. All right. Did anybody know that, by the way? Had they, did you know that did, Rod Stewart thing? Did not know that. I didn't, no. I, I didn't either. It no. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That, that's the, early 80s Rod Stewart. But the thing about Rod Stewart is as soon as he opens his mouth, you know it's him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's one of those singers that's distinguished. He or Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Well, thank or, you to Travis Brett, yep. Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, for being the sponsor of this uh, new season of the V3 podcast. We got a new logo. Should we get a new theme song or are we good with our theme song? That's been, that's been the I don't one know. thing that's only been around one, since o- the beginning. Only, only one of us at this table has a beat lab. I think, I think Todd, Todd should you. get final like vince mcmahon say on uh, musical decisions <laughs> well, listen i have got to roll i have a crisis at home that i have to go you get a hockey with. game you gotta watch actually i do have that <laughs> i gotta deal with my uh all right an issue guys, todd we, lancaster uh, ladies and gentlemen all right, see you, todd. guys we start with hagen nepp and i i, I kind of want to end with hagen yeah um, yep you know hagen nepp um is feeling the love feeling the prayers you know last year at this time he kicked North Davies' ass. <laughs> and right Double before the, the sectional, I said, there's not the only kid 
The only kid I would trade for my kid is Hagen now. Yeah. Yeah. And I meant that, and I mean it today. And uh, you guys are doing an unbelievable job, and everyone is, of raising money and mm-hmm. praying and all that. But I've got the greatest gift. I've got Hagen Nips Little League mitt. Uh, <laughs> quick story. He basically had outgrown his, his mitt, and I, I drafted him. You know, Nobody knew Hagen Nip except me, I guess, in the Washington Little League. God, we had a loaded team. But anyway. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> of course he shows up with a mitt that won't fit his hand. Yeah. So I don't know if he's still got mine, but I took his so that he could have mine. We're both left-handed, so he could have something he could actually catch mm-hmm. with uh, instead of this rinky-dink thing. Yeah. And it's got his name Hagen on it. And uh, <laughs> So That's that is good. not up for auction. <laughs> that is mine. All right. And, uh, you know, he was an undefeated Yankee there about seven years ago. Wow. So, uh, Well, on that anyway. note, Mike knows this. And, John, you've been, we've all been around. I, You know, all the games that I've ever coached against or been on the bench against the Bari players, I've, I've always felt really close to a lot of them, you know. Shake their hands after the game, say nice things. And, and, and most of them have been that way, and I, I, I really respect that. But the thing about Hagen is, whenever games were over and I was on the radio and I'd go down on the floor and they won, I remember when they won the section one time and I went up and shake his hand and I said, man, that, that was a great game. He said, thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. So nice and so yeah. respectful. And, and I, those are the kind of things that make it worthwhile right there. Yeah, and that's, and that's how he was. That's, yeah. that's, that's why I think that's you see the outpouring. It's, yeah. it's one thing to say, you know, he was your athlete, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, a lot of that is, is how you treat people. Yeah. And yeah. He, he made people feel good for, yeah. for, a, lot of, for a long time. All right. On that note, let's wrap it up. Um, Love you, Hagen. Yep. Absolutely. Good luck um, to the Cougars, Lions, Vikings. Oh, Oh my. my. Everybody (laughs) this weekend. We're in for a heck of a week, and we will talk to you next week on the B3 Podcast live from Redbone, sponsored by Travis Brett in Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy Lindsell is still guilty.